Hello and welcome back to Out of the Box MTG, where we think and play out of the box. We have an awesome episode today. I am so excited. Everybody's here, the full crew. We've got Logan. What's up? We got Jake. Here and ready to go. And Simon. Here and also ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) And we have a fun episode. We are going to be talking. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. But before we do, just want to do a quick shout out on the sub stack as we do each every every episode. Go check out the sub stack. We got written content going up there. Uh, this week, I have an article series that has gone up. It's all about sustainability and Magic the Gathering. So if that's your speed, please check it out. It's a series that I'm going to be doing once a month for the next two years and really want to dive into the world of sustainability. Magic is the biggest card game in the world. It's Hasbro's first billion dollar brand. It's a huge game. We all love it, but no one has really stopped to talk about what kind of impact it has on both the planet, on us as people, on community, whatever. And so that's what this article series is going to be about is, is exploring those things. So go check that out. If you're interested in that, if that's not your space, there's a ton of other great content over there on the Substack. Go check it out. We're running a giveaway. If you are subscribed to the Substack, um, you will get entered to win a Tinker Time pre-con. Um, the 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 Gimble. wonderful little, yeah. Um, he's a little he's a little little wily boy. Um, that and you'll also it'll come. The deck will come in a Return to Earth Boulder Ultimate Guard deck box, which is what the first article in the series, the sustainability series, was about. So if you go over subscribe on Substack, you will automatically be entered. Um, and I believe it's ending about midway through September. So go in and subscribe to the Substack, and you'll be entered to win the deck and the deck box. Um, all that being said, we are going to play a quick little round of movie, movie game, magic card, magic card game. We played this in the past, but Logan, talk to us about what the game is really quickly, and then we'll jump in. Yeah, so this was a game. Uh, the actual game is called the movie, movie game, introduced by the Valley Folk on YouTube. Uh, basically... Um, the actual game is you get read two synopsis of two different movies and you have to figure out how their titles flow into each other into like a single title. And that's the answer to the game. Uh, so we've done a little adaptation to this and we play the magic card, magic card game. So what's going to happen for we you? We need three? a snappier name for this, but yeah, it we is, do have yeah. to come up with something better. <laughs> <laughs> the the card Fibble, card Fibble game. Yeah. <laughs> so what's going to happen is I'm going to read you guys. We're, we're going to do two different ones. I'm going to start a little bit easier on the first one, and then I'm going to get a little bit harder with the second one. And we'll see who can guess the right answer. But I'm going to read you the rules text of the of the first card and then the rules text of the second card. And you have to tell me the answer. Um. So I have the first one pulled up here. Are you guys ready? Ready. Okay. Ready. And if you guys end up struggling and can't quite get it, I at the end, I will give hints of the set that it came out of, the colors of the card. If you guys can't figure it out, I will give you some help. So, Do we need to uh, buzz in or is it just say it when you know it? Um, I don't know. Key, what do you think? Should we do a little buzzer or should we just say it? Let's just let it happen. And if you know it, cool. if you know it like right off the bat, maybe hold let the other people figure it out and then we can call it out. I don't know. Yeah, yeah if you loose. think you get it, it's like, all right, I got it. And then we'll see yeah. if everyone else can yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's perfect. Cool. Okay, so here is the first one. Flying Ward 3. Whenever Blank enters the battlefield or deals combat damage to a player, starting with you, 
Each player votes for evidence or bribery. For each evidence vote, investigate. For each bribery vote, create a treasure token. You and target opponent each draw three cards. You have me at flying ward three. <laughs> Read the, what's the second card? I believe I have it. You and target opponent each draw three cards. Got it. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> boom. Two of my favorite cards. I, I know. <laughs> Very on theme for this week. Cute. That's what I was thinking too. I, I have I think I have the first one, but I don't know if I maybe Did I don't you know if know I know the I, second one. Yeah, well, shocking. I don't, I don't know if I know like the full name of the first card, so that might be that might be the problem I'm having. So I'll sure. I'll, I'll pass this to Jake and Simon and let them uh, let them call it out. Simon, I I don't know. I, you said it sounded like you had it first. Do you want to see if you have the mm-hmm. right answer? Well, so it's uh, so I know it's Tivit, and is it Teller of Secrets or Keeper of Secrets? I don't know if it's Keeper or Teller. No, is it Teller? Teller? What? Nope. No. No. You guys just, so oh. it's Seller. Seller. No. That's it, Jake. Seller. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So Tivit, seller of secrets. Okay, now I know it because it, it, it was the second piece that I didn't know. I didn't I didn't know the second half of Tivit's name. Yeah. Dang, so seller. Because you always so, scoop as soon as he hits the Yeah, table. for real. <laughs> so Jake, can you give us the full yeah. what's the full answer? Should be Tivit, seller of secret rendezvous. Yeah, there yeah, is. sweet. <laughs> right on. Okay. So like I said, so that's how the game works. That was kind of a little little amuse bouche for you. Um, now, easy round, uh, yeah. So now we're gonna get to the one I think you guys will definitely, I think you guys will get the second one. I think you'll recognize the first one, but you might have a hard time remembering the name. So let's see if you guys can get it. Um, okay, okay. haste whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, put a plus one plus one counter on, on it, draw a card for each creature you control, power four or greater. Whenever this creature enters the battlefield or transforms into blank, create a 2-2 green wolf creature token and you gain two life. Oh, I know the second one for sure. I do too. I think I think I know the second, but yeah, that first one. Huh? Yeah, R- R- read guys, them again. I think you guys know the second one. Do you guys want me to read the first one again? Read yeah. the whole yeah. thing. The whole yeah. thing through. Okay. Haste. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, put a plus one plus one counter on it. And then there's a man, and then there's an activated ability. That says, I know the card. I know the image. I have it's in my head. For each creature you control with power four or greater. I I it's I I know what set it's from. I know the image. I just yep. I what's uh, the what's the cost I on got the activation? It. I got it. Oh wait, okay. He thinks he's got it. Uh, Simon, Jake, any thoughts? No, I- I don't know that first card. I, I've got it. I could probably maybe guess set, but I yeah. I'm read the second out. one just to make sure I'm not I'm not gonna make a fool of myself. Okay, the second one. Whenever this creature enters the battlefield or transforms into blank, create a two-two green wolf creature yep. token, and you gain two life. Yep, I got it. The second card is my dream card. I I need a format where I can play this card. I love it so much. <laughs> All right, Q, can you give us the answer? I believe I'm I'm acting really confident. If I'm wrong, it's gonna be really embarrassing. But I believe it's Shaman of the Wild Hunt Master of the Fells. Nah. It, yes, you got That's it. it. Right. The only difference is it's Shaman of the Great Hunt. But oh, yeah, oh great, wow. got it. It's it's a it's a <laughs> oh, it's the guy. It's the oh, yes. guy with the freaking oh, axe that should be legendary. Dang, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, awesome. I feel good. Nice. I I feel good. <laughs> Dude, that yeah. was Huntmaster the really Fells good. was I was there, but I was yeah, like, I knew, I knew that is, one. I think oh, I was Master? stuck on Huntmaster. 
Yeah. Like I, was, I was like, I do not know a card that ends in Huntmaster, so I, right. I couldn't like get my head <laughs> off that. Huntmaster of the Fells is peak magic design. I oh, love yeah. that card so much. It's a, it's a sweet art too, and I think one of the secret layers. Maybe? Yeah, the new. Oh my gosh, yes! It 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 looks very much like the Revenant. Looks yes. like um yeah. yeah, it very much has that energy and yeah. Yeah, the thing is with Shaman of the Great Hunt, I always want to put this card in decks, but it has to be teamer or more. And so yeah. unless I'm and it's not teamer, legendary, like no. it would be such a sick legend. Hey, I'm, yeah. I think we should go back to that block and all of that that whole cycle build commander decks around and just oh, errata that as a that whole can cycle I call dibs? very good. Can, can I, I call take dibs the soul on the fire? Guy? Yeah, soul, yeah. soul fire grandmaster. grandmaster. That oh, that's the best one that for card. sure. That's the best one, but it's well, fine. So, but I'll take the Marty one. Some of them are legendary though. No, no, no. Not the cycle, I don't think. Yeah. I believe the absolute well, they, one they is. Ha- there are legendary uh, uh, of that same template, but there's a cycle of non-legendary. Oh, ones. I see. Oh. I, like I the brutal the horde chief is the no, but brutal horde chief is that's that's oh, no, Mardu. of Tarkir. That's, that's Mardu. Did the cycle not span both the whole block? I I thought it. Uh... The ones that you're talking about are are just fate reforged pieces. I, I I'm pretty look, sure the Abzan one is legend. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. It's... It will matter because we're definitely doing it. But... <laughs> it's, it's a really cool idea. I love shaman of the shaman of the great hunt. I've always liked this card so. But hey, good job, you guys! You guys, you guys nice. crushed that. That was sweet. Yeah, that was epic. That's a fun game. Yeah, we'll we'll bring it back every now and then because it's a fun one. So it <laughs> yeah. is. It's fun. It, it it tests your knowledge. I'm I am now one for three because I uh, <laughs> I I I didn't get the other two, which is embarrassing. But going from high energy of cards that we love into Things that we might not love so much. This yeah. is the um, yourself. yeah. So this is this is the, the genesis of the episode. Logan and I were on the phone talking about podcast ideas a couple weeks ago, and as we always do when making plans for the the cast and the website, whatever, we just get talking about random magic cards, oh, yeah. and we got talking about for whatever reason color combinations that we don't like very much and i think it came up with me talking about demir and how i don't really like demir but i was shocked by how many demir decks there were in relationship to some of my favorite colors one of my favorite color combinations is boros but demir has like twice the number of decks total compared to what boros has and i was like i don't get it i just i don't get it like i don't see the appeal of Demir and then Logan was talking about the same kind of idea but with Orzov and we were just we were bouncing around like just looking at commanders trying to be like what is it that we're missing about this that other people love and then it hit us and we're like hey we know someone that loves this (laughs) Jake is our resident Esper mage in the pod Jake loves Esper and so we're like you know what would be a fun episode Jake pitches us on Esper and specific, you know, Esper at a high level, but also the cu- the sub colors that we really don't resonate with. I I love white, and so I, I could probably muster some Esper, but if you boil that down and just give me Demir, like it's it's a, it's harder for me to digest. And so that's what we're doing tonight. Jake has going to take the reins here, and he's going to go through each one of us, through Simon, myself, and Logan. And go through and pitch us on Esper, 
on what is what it is about Esper that he loves about the sub colors, and he's gonna pitch us on these decks, and then we're all going to select one of these decks that Jake's that Jake pitches us on, and we're gonna build it, and we're gonna mm-hmm. test it, and we're gonna learn. It's a commander growth process for us to <laughs> to to spread our wings a little bit, try something new. So. And we're going to have an Esper night where we all play Esper or colors thereof. And Jake has to play mono green. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful day. That will be. <laughs> Jake yeah. will borrow Simon's Titania deck and play mono green. <laughs> yeah. I'll win, but I'll be sad decks. about Your it. Your eyes will be opened. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will say we, we've talked about the pre-con league a bunch. Um, and I want to say four or five seasons that we've, we've run through um i've had two or three esper decks just just by virtue of which of the precon commanders do we like oh well i like this esper one so it yeah it is it is definitely a, a passion so welcome to the passion project um <laughs> without if unless you guys want to intro that anymore we'll just jump right in here um so the way i've got it set up is i went through and and was digging did research on what commanders could even fit with you guys um, as individual archetypes, how you guys play. So for each of you, I actually have an Esper commander and then I've got your breakdown. I spoke with each of you just kind of on which of the pairings do you not like the most? Um, Like Q said, Q does not have any love for Demir. That'll change. uh, Hopefully tonight, (laughs) Logan struggles with the Demir. Logan's uh struggles with Orzov and Simon a little bit of Orzov but but a lot of Azorius as well. So that's where we're going to go. Um let's let's just start and let me again just kind of preface that I'm no expert but I love Azor I love Azorius I do. But I I love Esper <laughs> a lot. Um and I and a lot of it is just from a high level Esper lets you play the game. Period. You're allowed to play the game. You may stop other people, but you definitely stop other people from stopping you. And so whatever that, you know, if, if you love playing magic then you then just play Esper because it's, you got all the protection. You've got the ability to dictate game speed and game flow, and you're able to slam down some beaters and finish the game, whether via spells or permanents or whatever. And Esper also has a lot of archetypes. Um, and I'm sure that all of the shards and wedges do. I'm assuming that because I don't touch the green ones, but um, <laughs> from a red in a, in a deck's identity color for me just feels so wrong. <laughs> I actually, I feel that from a, I play a lot of red as well. And sometimes you're like, man, if I could just get some red in here. We, there's, <laughs> there's a whole lot of mana generation. Um, but uh, essentially Esper is, is just a beast that can go in a lot of directions um but just real quick before we jump in do you guys have any and i'm gonna start we'll start with simon then we'll go q logan simon um do you have any what is your gripe with both esper and and azori specifically or what do you find you struggle with on that end um the creatures are generally not as big as they could be if they were green Great I think answer. the commanders in, Great in, in any of those colors. Full stop. That's all you you're wrong. <laughs> we got some family feud energy here. Like great answer. Great answer. <laughs> no, like seriously, like, like, I mean, I, I've looked at the commanders because it's, it's fun to play other colors in the sense that 
you are seeing cards you don't normally see. Like usually, you know, when I brew a deck that has green, I know most of the cards that are going on. So as I've looked into other other colors, I generally gravitate towards the commanders that either can cheat in good creatures that are big, like Kraken and and like that that uh, Demir guy, who's that uh, guy from Innistrad? Uh, the Runo, yeah, Runo Sword. Yeah, yeah. And and commanders like that. So honestly, like when I look at Azorius, I'm like, Azor's cool because he's a flying six six. But that's the only <laughs> cool thing about him, you know. And I look at all these other commanders, <laughs> and I'm like, I just don't see these big beaters. None of them have haste. You know, there's not like this. My board goes from zero to one hundred in one turn. And so I don't know. I think that that might be one of my catch-ups. Is I really like playing big creatures, and I like winning by attacking. Wow. Let me tell you that you're wrong. <laughs> um, I'm ready to be wrong. <laughs> no. Um, so I, so I, I get it. I mean, yeah, part of this is that we play enough together that I was able to preempt some of that. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, so it's true when you're playing gruel or any variant of that, Jake checks his notes and it's just Simon, big, big creature hitters. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, well, you'll see if I'm correct on what I chose, but, um, the thing is that you like to play those large things, but also on faster on curve, um, slamming them faster than you should. Now, Zorius lets you do that, but it just slows everyone else down along the way. So if you look at it, it kind of is the same thing, but, but <laughs> let's, let's, let's see if we can address it. So off rip here, I've got your Esper commander, and this is more of a high level. If you want to go all in, here's the Esper. Um, but then I'll break it down and give you your Azorius option. So first, your Esper Commander is, of course, the Elder Dragon himself, Chromium the Mutable. Ooh. Yo, let's go. Uh, That's all you got to do is just give Simon a dragon. It doesn't matter yeah. what. <laughs> give, him an, give him an Elder Dragon. Give him <laughs> yeah. a true 7-7 Elder Dragon. Um, so Chromium, it reads, he's 7-7 uh, seven, seven Legend Elder Dragon for Esper with four generic and then white, blue, black. He has flash. This spell can't be countered. Flying. And then he can also has an activated ability to discard a card. And then until an attorney becomes a human, base power, toughness, 1-1, one, one, loses all abilities, gains hexproof, and can't be blocked. All of that stuff leads for a deck that can go in a hundred different ways. I've brewed him as a human's commander. I've brewed him as a control, um, a commander damage, uh, load up equipment on and Voltron. Like There's all sorts of things. But what's important here is he can't be countered. So once again, your commander will stick, especially on Esper Knight. <coughs> you can give <laughs> him true. Hexproof. Esper Knight is going to be a... <laughs> the stack is going to get wild that night. <laughs> but that's the thing is Chromium can not only not be countered, but he can give Hexproof. So target removal does not work on Chromium if you can pitch a card. Um, and you'll find you have all the cards that you need. Um, so, so when that deck, um, bleeds into one of your Azorius, so I know I'll read that. Um, and that, that is, uh, let's see, where'd he go here? Tygom, Ojutai master. So on theme, on theme for Simon is dragons, right? (laughs) That's why we did Esper. That's why I did the elder dragon in Esper. (laughs) But what Tygom lets you do is he makes your instant sorcery and dragon spells uncounterable. Now, I would run Tygom in the deck with with Chromium because you get access to black dragons. Um, but you know, you can run it. We've seen Azorius dragons with Q's um Ojutai. 
But yeah, I was going to say, I, I have a little bit of experience with the Zorius dragons and they're, I, yeah, it's, what, it's what actually... Tygom lets you do though, too, is the instant sorcery clause. Yeah. So you can do a little bit of both. And he also, he's a, he's a human a monk for three, four for four, um, two of which is Azorius. When you cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand, if Tygom Ojitai master attacked this turn, that spell gets rebound. So essentially in either of those directions, what you're doing is kind of playing again, it's kind of open-ended at the Esper level <clears throat> for all of these. Um, but in either build, you're, you're going to probably be Simon. You'll be leaning dragons. And then the spells that you cast, you may want to look not just, uh, you'll have your healthy amount of counter spells and protection, but because you get rebound, you'll want to see which of those spells you can utilize um, at instant speed on the end step, if, whether or not you're going to flash in your commander or whether you're going to cast these spells to then get them rebounded again for value. Um, mm-hmm. And so looking at those kind of things, um, you've got I, the, the dragons I put on that list are ancient, the ancient cycle of, Brass, gold, and silver dragon, which when they connect, either draw your cards, create your tokens, or uh, reanimate things. Um, you've got Ojutai, Soul of Winter. You've got Astral Dragon. Um, and if you lean in some of those token builds, you can put in a Mystic Reflection, which is going to say the next time uh, you choose a non-legendary creature, the next time one or more creature or Planeswalkers enter the battlefield this turn, they enter as copies of that creature. So if you connect with your ancient gold dragon, you can target uh, your ancient silver and all of those little fairies are going to enter as ancient silvers, right? Or actual dragons. So some <laughs> stuff like that. Um, There's got... actually, I was thinking, um, cause I think one of the hard things with, with Tygum is he, it does say he has to attack. Yeah. Kind of a cool. So this was, um, I was thinking about this guy. So he is in um, the new, I guess it's not super new, but the March of the Machines, uh, Quentin, your Naya deck has that white backup dragon. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. oh, the yeah. Sun Titan dragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Guardian Scale Lord. Scale Lord. This, this guy could I've... be sick. Gives a backup onto Tygum, which gives Tygum flying for the turn. And then you also get to, when it when he attacks, you get to return a non-permanent with mana value X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield, where X is the creature's power. So you put flying and a plus one plus one counter on Tygum, attack, your spells get rebound, and you get something back from the graveyard. That's sick. That's yeah. some spicy. And, and Tygum got the new frame. So yeah. that's pretty sticky. And, and in the in the overlap, because um, Chromium has that um, unblockable clause, there's shadow rifts, and there's a couple of cards you could sp- sprinkle in there to work either with Tygum or with your dragons that you want to connect because you want to be swinging. And often swinging with the flyer is enough. But it's with Tygom, um, you know, you want to give them shadow or you want to give them unblockable, and that's that works. Um, that's so I, I think that's kind of the deck in a, in a mini shell. You can do what you want with it, but I think you'll be surprised what you can do when you're able to hold up your mana, flash in your commander, and say, "All right, I can do everything I want now. I'm, you know, I'm protected essentially." Um, so that that would be your your Esper slash Orzov build there. Um, can I ask a quick rules question about Tygom really fast? Yep. Maybe you guys know way more than me. Mm-hmm. So it says whenever you cast an instant sword spell from your hand, if he attacked, it gains rebound and rebounds his exile the spells. It resolves, you know, the index of if you cast it. Mm-hmm. If you cast a spell that is, it wouldn't be the best spell to cast. But it you would- know how you cast it, and at the end of it, it says exile to various protection. Can the rebound, like, 
do you lose the spell forever or will rebound almost replace that exile and allow you to be able to cast it again? I, I actually ran into this when I was building uh, one of your decks. Maybe it was this one with Karn's Temporal Sundering. I was trying to figure out if I might have been on Tygon, but yeah, can I don't think it works because the exile doesn't say as it resolves, it's part of the resolution. Like, as yeah. the, I, so I, I don't know if it works like that. That's a good uh, rules question for us to look up, but I just kind of skipped that when I found that I couldn't figure it out. So, yeah, yeah, That's I, fair. They're, they're they're both replacements of replacement effects. So, I, I like it, theoretically, it, maybe you could. Theoretically, you could. I, I agree, though. I don't know enough. My gut says they're both replacement effects. And if you have two replacement effects going on at the same time, whoever is the controller of that chooses the replacement effect that that goes first. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I had to look into that more, though. I, I mean, I, I very well could be wrong. Perfect. Cool. Um, I was thinking I, there's some powerful spells that have to be exiled because they're so powerful, and why not cast them twice? You can get them twice, you know? right? So, right. Yeah, but, and that's cool. and that again, that this is your deck, so you can take the angle. A lot of your decks, uh, I will mention Vesuvian Duplomancy, so I'm going to read it once. Mm. That is a four mana enchantment in blue that says whenever you cast a spell that targets only a single artifact or creature you control, create a token that's a copy of that artifact or creature, except it's not legendary. In this case, if you're casting unblockables or hexproof. Um, protection spells you're creating little clones so that there's angles there and especially in the blue decks these days you you can definitely take advantage of that <clears throat> um okay so onto the azorius uh portion um the honorable mentions i'll just blaze through them here that that in case you know i'm off i had gway here the wind lord is a bird lord from uh lord of the rings it's pretty sick um, Azorius is good at birds, so just keep that in mind. Linvala, Shield Shield of Seagate. I do not care about her party claws. Maybe you do, but she's a 3-3 flyer that can sack herself as an activation to give Hexproof or Indestructible to your team. Oh, yeah, Pretty cool. into that. Um, Rhoda and Timon, we talk about them more than once, but get yourself some tap, untap, make a big old Rhoda and smack. Um, and then Zethi, Arcane Blade Master. She was one of the... Um, the it was the secret layer for Street Fighter that they reskinned. Oh, so she, that one's so oh, sick. So she's yeah. in one of your other decks that I'll read here in a sec side, but she's a three mana Azorius multi kicker for hybrid Azorius. When she ETBs, you exile X target instant and sorceries from your grave, where X is the number of times she was kicked, and put a kick counter on each of them. And whenever she attacks, you can copy all those exiled cards and cast them without paying their mana cost. So she, she's like uh, Arcane Bombardment on a stick so yeah. she's she's kind of sick but she's strong yeah that's so insane. so those guys didn't make it your three commanders here um in azorius are first you guessed it azor the lawbringer <laughs> this <laughs> one <laughs> this one is sweet so like you said he's a six six flyer he costs six mana two white white blue blue when azor the lawbringer enters the battlefield each opponent can't cast instant or sorcery spells during that player's next turn Whenever Azor attacks, you may pay X white blue blue. If you do, you gain X life and draw X cards. Now this deck, um, what you want to do with it is you're going to blink Azor every turn. So you are essentially creating a mini lock of you will not be casting removal spells or any kind of advantage <laughs> spells. And not it's it's not like a straight Livio lock. It's just you're playing creatures until you can get rid of my commander in a fair fight. Now that fair fight isn't <laughs> fair because he's six six flyer, um, and then he's got you know all you're really doing then is attacking with him. You're paying all your Azorius mana if you want to to fill your hand, 
and then you're passing with open mana and you're just interacting with things that you need to take care of. Um, some of the cards that I thought you may, there's a lot of sphinxes that have been getting better and better. Um, and he, he's a fun, bring all the sphinxes along since it's going to be a creature versus creature slog there. Um, Defiler of Dreams is the one that gives like pseudo thinking about Defiler of Dreams. I mean, you might as well if you're casting sphinxes, right? Um, pseudo fire pay, mana. Yep, you you get to choose one of the blue pips in a permanent, pay two life instead. And whenever you cast a blue permanent, you can draw a card. Um, Atemsis, the all seeing, is the three blue, 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 four, five sphinx that lets you draw. You can loot for three mana as an activation. But when she deals damage to an opponent, she or he or they, uh, you may reveal your hand. If cards with at least six different converted mana costs are revealed this way, that player loses the game. So it's kind of a fun oh, little wow. mini game while you're doing your yeah. Azor drawing stuff. Um, for your blinks, you've got Oz, you got Brago, you've got you could throw Olivio in there. I put on the list. Um, you've got Unesh as a Sphinx to reduce your commander. I put Storm of Saruman in a lot of your decks as well. That's a blue, blue four ward three enchantment. Whenever you cast your second spell each turn, copy it, except the copy isn't legendary and you can choose new targets. So that hits permanence. So if you want two Azores or two Sphinxes or two, whatever, you know, high tide or whatever those spells are, you want your propagandas, you want your uh, dissipation field, the best propaganda, the two blue, blue, whenever permanent deals damage to you, bounce it to hand. Um, so anyway, that's kind of the idea. You've got you've got some rocks in there that are unique to that deck, but that's that's Azor for you. I think that's that's kind of one of my favorites of, of yours. Um, and then lastly, here I have Whale Scion of Peace. You also called that. Hey, Will. Will like, is the man. That's yeah, the he's new, that's the he's, new yep. Will from Wilds Veldrain, right? Yep, that is your D sparked Will. He's a two four vigilance for three mana, uh, one white blue. Uh, like I said, he has Vigilance, and he can tap spells you cast this turn that are white and or blue cost X less to cast, where X is the amount of life you gain this turn, activate only as a sorcery. And world's your oyster here. Um, you're essentially looking at draw cards to be able to keep casting things that gain you incremental life, um, and from there, storm off. I kind of built it in my head as a kind of a storm variant. You've got some Vega in there. Um, you sting is a great card uh, from Lord of the Rings that'll untap and give haste to oh, that's will. Sick. So he, he gives it haste and then at combat you untap him. And if you double activate, you, you know, you can reduce further. Um, yeah, honestly, you search life gain deck and it's all in there. So I think will's pretty strong. So you may find if you build him that you need to tone him back, but um, Azorius is, is good again at, some of that storm things. There's not the red payoffs, but but it's kind of a sweet deck. There, there's an illusions of grandeur. Is three and one or three and a blue has a cumulative upkeep that you don't really care about, but you pay two for it. When illusions of grandeur uh, enters the battlefield, you gain twenty life, and when it leaves play, you lose twenty life. But you just play that on the oh, turn that you're wow. ready to go. And <laughs> oh yikes! And That's in that insane. one, you'll want both of the defilers to because Will's going to reduce non-colored mana, right? Um, and you, if you can get some treasure generation, that'll help. But mm. the defilers are going to help on your permanence. And and again, Will reduces all spells, not instants and sorceries, not artifact, everything. Um, oh, and it's like multiple spells that turn. Yeah, I didn't realize that yep. just now. The yeah, whole turn. Okay, so. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to test it on Arena. I, I don't think it uh, cares at what point it resolves the ability. 
because um kaza royal chaser i believe is a is it that'll say your spells cut your next spell costs x less where x is the number of wizards you control as this ability resolves whereas will just says um for what does he say here this turn yeah this turn so i think if you were to continue gaining life that redux continues to drop i have not found that online anywhere but once it's on arena i'll test it and let you know it should i think it should be noted though that it's just white and blue spells correct noel johnson right yeah you can't just like sling (laughs) a bunch of artifacts or whatever you're not you're not creating eggs yeah they gotta be colored so yeah i'm thinking a million cats with the white suns uh, is that what? No. Yeah. Is that White Sun Yeah. Yeah. Make White Sun You can, there's, I, I read, there's been some discourse online that you can approach the second sun for one white and then oh. you can cast uh, any of your X um, blue, blue draw card spells and then went off of it. So oh if you want to do awesome. that. <laughs> so again, it could be really powerful, but it's a little bit, gives you some storm dabbling as well. And it's on a lower commander that you can get in early. Um, but yeah, those are your decks. So, got any questions or concerns? <laughs> what, what do you think? Tickle me intrigued. Is that the right way to use that phrase? I think it's oh, color. Uh, color me. I'm not tickling anybody. But... <laughs> I like tickle. I, I, I'm here for tickle. There we go, dude. These are sick. I look at I've got Chromium on one screen, and I'm like, this Elder Dragon. I have. Anytime I've looked at Chromium, I've thought, man. Jake could build a cool deck with this. I've never thought about it. <laughs> I've brewed like five. Just, yeah. and, and now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, I could build a cool deck with this. Jake doesn't know what he's doing. And so I'm really looking at Chromium. And then Will, dude, Will's pretty cool. His art is really cool. His art's his, awesome. Uh, yeah. His basic art. I, I don't know. I'm not yeah. a huge fan of the alternate, but that that basic art is pretty that, sweet. That like on the sword with his like frosty, or on the horse with his frosty sword. And yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. And Tiger. Gosh. Dude, you, you chose some good ones. I mean, having dragons in the text box text box makes it good. Already, yeah, I know. That's why. If I were, let's say, I'm, I don't know. I, I, honestly, I, you, we, you could stew on it. And, yeah, we could pick it. Yeah, if you, if, yeah maybe, maybe I need that. to stew maybe, on this. Yeah, maybe we make the decision at the end. We'll we'll give our reveals of the ones that we like at the end. Yeah, yeah. because <laughs> I, I give... can't choose right now. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think, are we moving on to Q now? With uh, Demir, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my Demir qualms. I had to. I had to think about this and try to articulate it without just being like Demir's boring, right? Like that's <laughs> it's. So the 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 one word that I think I would describe Demir to me as it feels very um, monolithic. Like it feels very one note. Like I feel like when I look at Demir commanders, they all to me feel like they do very similar things. Um. Like how many mill Demir commanders are there? <laughs> there's Just a lot enough, of not enough. There's there's a lot of them. Though. <laughs> I don't I don't mind being milled, but I don't know if I love being the miller necessarily. That was one of the things on my list. Um, the tribes don't resonate with me at all. I'm not a I'm not a a typo player at all. But even like there even like there's sub notes of that. I don't. Zombies and fairies, those don't resonate with me. It's not something that really gets me excited. Would so you even not outs- a giant sea monster fan? What? Um, <laughs> yeah. What's going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> and then the other two pieces that I think with Demir that catch me is one, a lot of the commanders play with the graveyard, but it's just really easy in Demir. And so it's like 
I, 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 I want a little bit of a challenge. I feel like at times. And so Demir, like it feels really easy on that front. And then the really controversial one is I don't really like spending card slots in my decks too much dedicated to card draw. And so I feel like that's one of the things that Demir has just this like such a strong identity around cards and card advantage in like a very traditional, like I'm drawing a lot of cards sense that like it doesn't, that doesn't resonate with me as much. And so like those are kind of my Demir thoughts around that is just, it feels very one note. The things that it does up to this point, I have yet to discover pieces of it that I, that excite me. Um, so I'm really, I'm really curious to see what Jake has come up with here because it's, it's a color that I struggle with for sure. Quentin's like, Demir graveyard too easy. Let me do it in Boros. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that's yeah, Boros it's funny. animator is sick. <laughs> it's funny because, um, not only it's to be expected that like, Hey, I know what Q likes and doesn't like, but you're saying things and I'm like, Oh, good. Cause I didn't do that on purpose or what. Right. <laughs> um, so to start off here. I was looking at your Esper commander and mm-hmm. Logan texted me. Uh, you texted us the other day, Q. You were talking about this, this theme that's been kind of building in Watsi design with enchantment and di- enchantment hitting the graveyard with some trigger. Yeah. Yeah. And Logan texted me yeah. and the commander, he texted me. I was like, I looked over that one in my head. Like when I went through the whole list, skipped it um, partially because it's, it's pretty old and it's costs a lot. But as I looked at it more, not only does oh, I, it fit that I, I, theme. I know exactly who you're going to talk about then. Yeah. So not only is Ramsey's Overdark fitting that theme, he's a two black, black, blue, blue, four, three legend with tap, destroy a creature that has an enchantment card played on it. But oh, it wait, also... I thought you were going Esper. Never mind. <clears throat> Sorry. That's the Demir that, that Logan sent me. The uh-huh. Esper is Zur Eternal Schemer. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, you've got Daxus enchantments, so I thought if you're gonna get into Zer or get into Esper, let's let's do it the right way. Zer Eternal Schemer is you keep your enchantments. Okay, here's your fun toy. You like enchantments, Quinton. Come on. (laughs) So he's like cost Esper, um, legendary creature, human wizard, one four flyer with enchantment creatures you control of death touch life link and hex proof. And he's got an activated ability of one in white. Target non-aura enchantment you control becomes a creature in addition to its other types and has base power and base toughness equal to its mana value. So essentially you pay two and you turn your necropotence into a three, three with Wait, death touch life and, and have proof. Ability. Right. I do, I do now, love activated abilities like a lot. Now here's the thing. Zer and Ramses don't necessarily have to cross over, but you can make them cross over. In the idea of with Ramses, you're playing all these auras onto other people's creatures that either kill them outright, or then you are able to, in your colors, kill them. You can put impetus cycles on them so that they're always swinging. Specifically, there's a new one, Ghoulish Impetus is black and two. Ghoulish Impetus, yeah. That one's great because when the thing that it's enchanted to dies, Ghoulish Impetus returns at the next end step to re enchant. Mm -hmm. So then you like the cards you sent us, Demon of Fate's Design, which is a six mana demon that on once during uh, each of your turns, you can cast an enchantment spell by paying life equal to its mana value rather than paying its mana cost. And then you can sack an enchantment and pay three, give Demon of Fate's Design plus X plus O, or X is the sacrificed enchantment's mana value. You've got a couple different, hey, whenever an enchantment you control dies, create a 1-1 rat or, or each opponent loses a life. And, and there's enough of those. 
that the reason I thought to cross them over is Zer turns your enchantments into creatures, which are way yeah. easier to kill. Totally. Right? So you can say, even if again, you can do either either one, but Zer can animate your Necropotence. You're not sacking that, but it can animate whatever. You can also be dropping auras and doing that thing. But then if you need to, you sack it to an altar, you get in all your triggers, and then you're creating mana mm-hmm. to then do the next thing. Um, uh, one in particular that I wanted to mention because I'd never seen this card before. Um, two of them actually. One is called Aether Barrier. It's two in blue for an enchantment. Whenever a player plays a creature spell, that player sacrifices a permanent unless he or she pays one. So hurts everyone. For you, that you don't care. Right up Quentin's alley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like the sound of that. But yeah. for you, if you're playing a creature, just sack one of your enchantments and you get your trigger. Um, hmm. and then Aura Flux. Each other, it's a again three mana enchantment in blue. Each other enchantment gains during your upkeep. Pay two or sack this enchantment. So it's it's kind of a free sack outlet for you and attacks for everyone else. So that there, there's enough of that one sided. You're you're playing black markets. You're you know like I said the impetus cycle. So Kaya's ghost form things like that that are yeah yeah already good cards that are going to be amplified by this theme of my enchantments dying or my auras attached to other people's things dying. In either Ramses or Zer was the angle I guess I took for that. Yeah. Okay. Um, little okay. pairing. Yeah. Zer's a little nice. <clears throat> I texted that to Jake and I was like, I know this connection not probably not very good, but Ramsey's over dark <laughs> as a Demir deck for Quinton with like sacrificing a chance. Like, that's sick. So listen, I, I Q like playing that. garbage commanders to do hard mode is what he does sometimes. He's got like 100 decks to his name. Yeah. So. Yeah. so I was like, make the 101st. Good call, Logan. But in case you want to, here's the Esper version, yeah, I think, that synergizes with it. And it works, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, okay, so then you had a couple honorable mentions. I'll just run through. Both of the new Ronas um, have some kind of Storm variant, one-off legendary spells, one-off instant sorceries gives a little bit of drain. Um, Real Sarayel Kingpin. I played when I drafted Baldur's Gate with Logan. It's so cool. I, you kind of just do the initiative and you can choose what you want to do. But she, when when you attack, she's a two five death toucher. Um, when you attack, target attacking creature gains death touch on the turn. And if you've completed a dungeon, that creature also gets plus five zero a first strike and menace. Plus five. <laughs> she's insane. Wow. But the, I, when I put her up, I was like, I can't really build a list because just choose the list you want. Pick the creatures that you you know yeah. unblockable, whatever. Right. But she's she's cool. And then Inquisitor Eisenhorn, which I doubt any of you have ever read. It's from Warhammer, so it's two blue black. Uh, two three human inquisitor you may reveal the first card you draw each turn as you draw it when you reveal an instant or sorcery card this way create sherubael a legendary four four black demon creature token with flying and when he deals combat damage to a player you investigate that many times he being inquisitor eisenhorn mm-hmm. and i just started brewing it as a duplomancy deck just make a bunch of those demons the cost of getting a four four is so low whatever right but well here's the actual decks your first one is Ukima, Stalking Shadow. Uh, yeah. Ukima, Whale Wolf. Quite possibly, quite possibly the best little um, mutant hybrid thingy from Ikoria. The one blue-black Whale Wolf from uh, 2-2. You're ignoring the partner. I don't... Yeah. Pull green out of your decks. It's better for you. Um, <laughs> so Ukima can't be blocked. And when Ukima leaves the battlefield, it deals X damage to target player and you gain X life or X is its power. So off rip, you mm. lose, you gain two and a one a player will lose two. The Ukima deck um, 
can go a couple different angles. You'll probably want to do some ninjas. You can run ninjas because it's unblockable and you'll be able to get that trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, ways to buff it if you're playing Hatred or Vorpal Swords or Black Blades. Um, <laughs> you know, just... Hatred is a, a, a incredible card. <laughs> right. So th- there's things that you can do to... Out of nowhere, you've got a 2-2 and someone's, I can't do anything to it. I can't block it. And then you cast Hatred ninjutsu something and someone's going to get domed for 20 right um <laughs> and then you also have just the blink route you've got displacer kittens that's a deep dwelling just you're tapping with your ukima and you just because when you attack you know you're tapping it down and then you yeah. just blink it back uh to fairy's time twist you've got the that genre of spells with also kaya's ghost form supernatural stamina just things to protect your commander but instead yeah, of indestructible I, I love- it's blink I do love the like one black feign death supernatural stamina kind of yep. cards. I think those cards are very cool. And I also do love a silent blade Oni. So a silent blade Oni, fallen Shinobi, you even Yuriko out of your hand, which, you know, I don't know if people do that too often, but you can do that. <laughs> it's not the command zone. I'm honestly go for it. <laughs> and that's the thing. So essentially with Ukima, you're kind of looking at it with a new lens of, a, look how sick that t- uh, whale tail is coming off this wolf. But yeah, two, the art carries this a lot for me, I'll be honest. The but but line, you're sa- basically wolf? saying instead of standard protection, my protection has an added value of getting this at minimum two light, two damage, some are two life, and maybe it's eight damage, some are eight life. Yeah, because even if somebody removes it, they're still like, right. I mean, it just leaves the battlefield. So they could blink it, re- kill yep. it, exile it, doesn't matter. He's dealing damage. Yeah. Well, got how, can, how easy candle keep sage which is a command it's a background Ooh, that give your commander yeah. when it leaves the battlefield draw a card so that's i mean sick. there's things like that but i, I think he was just what a what a guy that guy so so that's your ukima build again you can do different things but it it's not your standard demir deck and that was kind of the theme of of uh trying to build out your decks here i got two more real quick Arami of the Dead Tide, which I know you've looked at. Mm. Arami is very a cool. On blue, black, one, four, legendary Merfolk Wizard. You tap it, exile cards from your graveyard equal to the number of opponents you have. So hopefully three, your myriad's good. Target creature card in your grave gains Encore till end of turn. The Encore cost is equal to its mana cost. So you're still paying, so it's not as easy of a graveyard win, but you are essentially cutting your losses on yourself. You are, um, what is the other one that mills half your library um, that isn't cut your losses? It's um, Fleet Swallower. Well, not the creature. Oh, yeah, oh cut, you mill yourself. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's what I'm So you had said, I, I don't mind being milled, but I don't like being the miller. And I was like, how about both? <laughs> <laughs> you're playing Guy Rudas. You, you're playing uh, New love the just demir when mm-hmm. etb surveil one and then you can become copies of things in graveyard off of him um your agent of treacheries you want to you want to myriad those in <clears throat> um or encore those in oh that makes me feel gross <laughs> so when you have three of them you draw three cards um and then you can alter oh, of dementia true. before the exile trigger happens sack them all to refill your yard further off uh in off of the alter dementia so um Irenicus says Val Duplication and Duplomancy deck again. If you can target those tokens, the new targets will stick around or mm-hmm. the new copies, right? You got mirror boxes, Sakashimas. Um, you got you can encore Merktide region if you want. <laughs> Do some of that stuff. 
Um, yeah. So, I mean, that deck's pretty straightforward, but it's, it's, that is the mill deck that I decided to give you was the one that you can mill yourself and, and do some little, little cloning shenanigans if you want. Yeah. And your last deck is Alayla Cunning Conqueror is the new Alayla from the pre-con. Oh, she's a, oh, I don't think I've ever, like, I don't think I've looked at this. Card. This is why well, I, I, I mentioned this before, but when I'm looking at a set, not even on purpose, but I will skip green cards because they're just, I, I'm not drawn in and I lose focus and I don't read them. I assumed you hadn't read this card. This is a two blue, black flying two, four fairy warlock. Whenever you cast your first spell during each opponent's turn, create a 1-1 black fairy rogue creature token with flying. And whenever one or more fairies you control deal damage to a player, you can go to target creature that player controls. So the other aspect of Demir and Esper, as you know, is playing on other people's turns. This is not Nimrus, though you could put Nimrus in the deck. You probably swap them out if you want. But really, you're just playing on other people's turns, which is ideal. And in doing so, you're just getting little flyers. And we've all seen what birds do to people <laughs> in that in that deck. You're looking at wave break hippocamps to draw you a card off the first thing that you cast on someone else's turn. Uh, Naiad of Hidden Coves is a nymph that will redux spells by one if it's not your turn. Um, you can as foretold and maximize that because as foretold reads once each turn, you can pay zero rather than pay the mana cost of a spell you cast um, for each time counter on it. Right. As foretold is a very cool card and better when you're playing four free spells. From Amonkhet, right. Isn't it come from Amonkhet? It's from Amonkhet. You yeah. playing from Amonkhet. Also, you're playing Bantu's monument and Kefnet's monument. Um, reduxing because honestly, a lot of the spells that you cast uh, have flashed brazen borrowers. Um, like I said, Nimrus, Notion Thiefs, Slither Wisps. Um, yeah. a cool one that I don't know that you've seen is Calidus Assassin, six mana, four blue black from Warhammer, a three three flash human shapeshifter assassin. It has polymorphine. You may have Calidus Assassin enter the battlefield tapped as a copy of any creature on the battlefield, except it has when this creature enters the battlefield, destroy up to one other target creature with the same name as this creature. So oh, it's an cool. evil yeah. twin ETB flasher. Wow. Interesting. <clears throat> so uh like, you'll I flash like in your because like you like you said like you don't like love typo, but you don't you wouldn't even have to put a single fairy in the deck. Like yeah. you could just let your commander make some fairies by casting yeah. on other There's fodder. turns. And mm-hmm. and then like if and then those fairies can attack to goad, but like you wouldn't even have to play a single other fairy in the deck. So I hadn't really thought about that. That's kind of cool. And that was yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I I share that with you. I sometimes I'm like to build out the the tribe. You're putting cards in that you don't want to play, and right. in these colors you want to play all the cards that you play. So Alayla just adding value of just blockers at best, and then goaders at or I guess at worst and goaders at best. Yeah, um, you flash true. in Dictate of Erebos just because it's got oh. flash and it not not even to be oppressive. It just has flash. Yeah, and it synergizes with your fairies. And then um, the last one I wanted to mention here, aside from like Bowmasters and all the good stuff, is <laughs> <laughs> again, Storm of Saruman. You've got these cards that say that they give you a once per turn restriction, but on every turn. So with mm-hmm. Alayla, if you can get off a second spell, then you're copying it and making a non-legendary copy. So I think she's sneaky. Um, she looks like she's just a fairy cool. lieutenant in the main deck, but She's Nimrus at a, at a discount, honestly, and then without the looting, but you get the bodies. So, 
Yeah, I think I like the bodies more than the looting that would come off of Nimrus. Yeah. Kind of where I'm at as well. So, Holebreaker Horror, uh, Fairy Mastermind, Oof. do whatever you want. And then also, I, putting in the deck Leer, Disciple of the Drowned, there's going to be a shot. If you do have a lot of instant sorceries, which I imagine you will, yeah. having those have flashback just means that your hand is you know, big enough that you can always take advantage of that once every turn. So too big to hold in one hand. That's how too big, too big to hold. Otherworldly gaze, which I spec and have like sixty copies of. So <laughs> you guys could uh, please put the word out. <laughs> Let's uh, get Remember this that. <laughs> There's that one card, the Demir card from Ikoria, uh, the Flash Tribal yeah. card. Uh, uh, Slitherwisp. Yeah, Slitherwisp. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you cast a spell that has Flash, you draw a card, and each opponent loses one life. That's a great card in the deck. Lobelia Sackville Baggins, last one I'll mention for the decks. Flash Menace from um, Lord of the Rings. When Lobelia Sackville Baggins ETBs, exile target creature card from an opponent's graveyard that was put there from the battlefield this turn, then create X treasure tokens where X is the exiled card's power. So you just wait for someone to remove an Ulamog and flash in this three mana card and get whatever it is. <laughs> Ten Wait treasures. Wait for someone right? to remove an Ulamog. <laughs> <laughs> so those are your decks, Q. So you're looking at uh, again Zer and slash Ramsey's Overdark, Ukima Stalking Shadow, Arami of the Dead Tide, and Alela Cunning Conqueror. Okay, I think I could. I can pull something out of that. Yeah, Got well, uh, I guess we'll, we'll we'll save we'll save the reveals for the end. I've got yeah, I've got my inclination, but I kind of want to like push myself and try something new as well. So I gotta I gotta think through it. Oh what I'll do too, uh once I finish up Logan's while we're chatting, I will forward you guys these lists so you can kind of just glance at them too. But yeah. cool. Man, um I look at I like listen to each of your guys's and I'm like, oh that's sick. Oh that's so cool. Like <laughs> but I'm gonna yeah. get to mine. I'm gonna be like I don't like Gorzov. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm actually afraid of that because you've been so hyped on everyone's I'm like wow. Oh. Turns out we got to get to the one you don't like. So, <laughs> well, that, that's what's just so interesting about this episode is like, like these commanders that you pitched, Jake. Like, I think there's there's legs here, and there's something that I I definitely could could make happen. But it's still, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I, I still have like a little bit of trepidation for it. But like, I know whatever you listen to Orzov, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be stoked on because I love Orzov. Like, I, I, it, I don't like it's, it's just so interesting how everyone's. You know, preferences are so. And I'm a big, so I'm like a big Grixis player, and like yeah. obviously red's my favorite color. But like for me, like obviously, I still really like Demir, but I don't like Demir with white. Like I don't like Esper for whatever reason. But I love you know the other you know the other option. I don't like Soul Tie either. So like I blue black isn't like my top tier, but like even still, like some of those decks you were talking about, I was like, that sounds sick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's hope you feel the same way. Logan, surprisingly, yours was the most exciting for me because I feel like I nailed Logan so hard okay. with these. <laughs> like your guys, it was like, Simon, I got the dragon stuff. Q, I did some off theme, not straight mill, Demir, um, some enchantment things, right? But <clears throat> listen to this. So. Oh, wait here. Let me give my little. Uh... Oh, yeah, please go. Sorry. Yeah. I'm too excited. I'm too excited. Yeah. So and that's the thing is, like, I don't really know what it is, but. I look at Orzhov commanders, and to me, I see, like, two things. I see one life gain, which I'm really not a big life gain player. Like, not usually. I, I think there are avenues where I could enjoy it, but I don't think I typically like, okay, trigger, 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 trigger. Okay, trigger, 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 trigger. Count like all the 1-1 one one counters you're putting on everything. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like Orzhov just does that. 
in a lot of different ways. It does it through life gain, like with aristocrats. It has like a tokens kind of plus one plus one yep. counters way of doing that. And like to me, it feels like almost all the decks just do the trigger, 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 trigger thing a whole bunch. Um, where I usually like something a bit bigger and splashier rather than like synergistic, not not synergistic, but like like little bit of like value kind of over time kind of a yeah. thing. I, I tend to like not even necessarily like like Simon, you love just like big creatures. I feel like I do too, but not just like outright. Like it, it is to a certain Logan extent. loves a four drop that synergizes <laughs> with other things in his deck and Orzov yeah. is not known for its four <laughs> drops. Like a like quote yeah. unquote, right? Right. Like it's not it's not a four drop color. It's it's smaller than that oftentimes. It's, 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 it's smaller things and I usually like some bigger like it can be bigger spells or bigger creatures, but I like big splashy plays and and I definitely think those exist in Orzov and in Esper, but it's not typically where I find like the most of those options. And so all like like the little like little dinky guys and trigger 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 is not usually for me. So I think that's kind of usually why it um uh, I will say I there are a couple in Orzov I like. Um, I used to have a Brina deck that I really did like, mostly because it just guaranteed that uh, I'd be putting counters on my stuff because Jake would always take the option to draw a card. Every um, time. Brina, why wouldn't you? Brina is you a very play the normal, game or not? It's a very normal card at all at most tables, but then Jake sits down and it's like, all right, Brina is Crap. insane. It's just it's <laughs> How insane. are you going to draw your Brina removal if you don't take the deal? Yeah. No, like, <laughs> I really... I do think um I think Strixhaven did a good job with Orzov. I do like Brina. I like Shadrick Silverquill. Um, but like I said that, I just look at it and there's not too much. So I'm curious to see what you have for me. Sweet. I so we we talked about that we're gonna do this episode again, and one of you guys is gonna be the lead. I want to know if when we do this, you guys feel the same way I do, where every point you run through. I ran through that when I was thinking of your guys' stuff yeah, and going, they don't want hilarious. this. They don't want this. So right off rip, Logan, your Esper commander okay. is Amanatu the Fate Shifter, the Planeswalker. Oh. Because Logan is a Planeswalker connoisseur, super friends connoisseur. Now, we are she, she was released what six, seven years ago. Um, with the Planeswalker command, Wind Grace and uh, whatever the other ones were, Sahili and Estrid. Uh-huh. And Estrid. Yeah. Back then, she was a Miracle Commander, some Blink stuff, and her ultimate, which you choose left or right. Each player gains control of all non-land permanents other than Amanatu the Fate Shifter. Control anyway. So she, it was kind of like weird, fun stuff. Um. So she's just cost Esper. She starts with three loyalties. You got a plus one, a minus one, and a minus six. Uh-huh. On the plus one, you draw a card and put that uh, a card from your hand on top of your library, which is miracle, right? Is what you're yeah. going for. Yeah. You, we've seen them all, but there's a few new miracles I just wanted to point out just since she's been printed um, from 40K. There's a Zephyrim, which is a four mana human warrior with squad two. And it's a kicker where you pay the two. And every time you do, you make a, you get to create a token copy of the thing you paid squad on it's a three three flying vigilance but it has a miracle cost of one and a white um you've got sister repentia which normally costs five has a miracle cost of white black and when she dies you gain two and draw two cards and she's a five one. Oh, interesting and then you've got triumph of saint catherine which is a lifelink five five for five with a miracle cost of one and a white 
and she has uh, when she dies, exile it and the top six cards of your library in a face down pile. If you do shuffle that pile and put it back on top of your library, huh. so just some just some new miracle cards. Um, if yeah. you want to go that route, but I didn't care that much too because what you actually want to do is add cards like Vronos, Master Inquisitor, Teferi, Master of Time, Teo, Geometric Tactician, and uh, the new talents. So Teferi's talent, Liliana's talent, Elspeth's talent. Those talents are so sick. But get this, they're better in Amanatu because, so all those talents read, they're an enchantment aura that enchants the Planeswalker and gives it a signature ability of that walker, whether it's Uh create three one one soldiers, and has whenever you know some kind of static on activating a loyalty ability like Teferi's talent. Um, you draw a card whenever you put a loyalty counter on Enchanted Planeswalker and has yeah. a you know what Amanatu can do with her minus one is exile another target permanent you own and then return it on the battlefield under your control. So you can shuffle those talents around as needed, right? So cool. whether that's you know because you're about to ult. And then you're going to lose the the planeswalker and the aura. Um, she can blink that. She obviously can blink the walkers themselves. You've got your oath of Teferi's. Um, you have Gandalf the White in there, and you probably run Elishnor Mother Machines just because of the clause that it's whenever a permanent enters. Okay. Um, as opposed to the Panarmonicon, where it's just an artifact or creature. So you're doubling those. Um, you got your Peregrine Drakes. There's there's some standard cards that would go in there. Um, the new virtue of knowledge, but really some of these new walkers and talents. I think if you look at a Amanatu blink list and you throw those in, they get kind of exciting. Um, but yeah, so I mean, and then your three mana rock is Gatewatch Beacon from oh, the yeah. from the so uh, cool. Guff deck, right? Yeah. So it ETBs yeah, it's with, about. but in Amanatu, so it ETBs with three loyalty on it. You tap it for a white. Whenever a Planeswalker ETB is under your control, you can move loyalty counters over from the beacon. When you run out, you can reset it with Amanatu. That's sick. So I think you know walkers better than me, but I think you could build a sweet Super Friends deck with Amanatu, honestly never touching that ultimate, and just either drawing a card and doing some miracle stuff if you want, or every turn, blink, and I'm going to reset some things that shouldn't be reset. That's cool. um, Because she hits any permanent, right? Yeah. Anyway, so that was just a little little bit of your uh, Planeswalker Esper bit. Now, let me run into your Orzov and off rip, I will say I do not have a um, honorable mentions list for you because I did have an honorable mentions list for you, but they all go into this deck. So okay. without further ado, Rotodrobic of Urborg. Yeah. So you've I we've all heard this when it when it was released. <laughs> it was podcast after article about how broken the combo potential of this commander was. And so for that reason, I you know kind of tuned it out. Yeah, some sweet combos you can do when you got a bunch of Mondrax or whatever, right? But Logan, your maybe list or your honorable mentions list was a bunch of four mana legendary creatures in Orzov <laughs> that I mean because they're commanders and I was looking at them and you know even Arvod the Curse was on the list not as a great commander but as a it cares about legends and this is on brand for Logan and then I got to Radadrabic and I was like well that goes in there well, that also goes in there well that goes in there <laughs> so you don't have a maybe board because they're all in here so they're just all in the deck there we go <laughs> Radadrabic so, is the maybe board he's yeah. the maybe board so here's your he's two white black 
legendary creature zombie wizard, a 3-3 with vigilance and ward 2. Other zombies you control have vigilance. Whenever another legendary creature you control dies, create a token that's a copy of that creature. Except it's not legendary, and it's a 2-2 black zombie in addition to its other colors and types. So you also duplomancy because you don't have blue, but Radodrabic kind of does that for you. Um, in that the tokens aren't legendary. And he also doesn't care if it's a token that dies. It's just another legend. Um, so what that means is you're putting in, again, the maybe board of Arvad the Curse, Elenda the Dusk Rose, Moira and Teshar, um, Shadrach Silverquill, you put Breen on there. Yeah. All those things go in and you have sack outlets or you let them die normally. You're doing your thing, but then you're doing the gear ed thing where you're making tokens. You can even put the populating bird in there, whatever that... Uh, Nesting Dovehawk. Dove yep. Dove You've got some that all like Junji Midnight Sky has death triggers. Um, and then you're putting in Tesa Karlov and Drivnod Car- uh, Carnage Dominus, where you're doubling up the triggers on the death. Um, you can put Thelise Reverent Medium in there to create 1 1 white spirits equal to the number of tokens you make. Mm-hmm. You can put Mondrak in there. Uh, Savin's Reclamation to get some of those low drop ones back. Um, you get a couple Lothos and Combal console of allocations out. And I mean, it's just, it's the gear thing where having two of a great legend is way better than having one. Oh, yeah. And, and honestly, yeah. If only, I could, if only I could play red and throw Ortheon Hero of Lava Brink in there, it'd be perfect. <laughs> you probably I was, can. I've been thinking about how we get an Ortheon mention in this episode. And I, I thought I had it queued up, but you beat me to it. So I'm here for it. <laughs> Just make a Mardu version of this deck. Yeah. So, so some, uh, you know, you can read through all those legends, but some of the the hitters that you maybe didn't think of, Blade of Selves. If you put that in the deck and give Myriad to one of your legends, whether it's a token or just the original, you're going to create those Myriad copies. Those are going to die to the legend rule, trigger Autodrobic, and make the copies of them. Right. That's cool because he doesn't even say that he cares about tokens that die. It's just does not a legendary care. creature. That's wild. So if you equip Blade of Selves to Elenda the Dusk Rose, go to combat, get her myriad. You're going to get three Elendas that enter and then die. And Radadrabic's going to say, okay, I'm making non-legendary three Elendas. And insane. Right? So so they all, you know, they're seeing each other die. There's counters. There's, there's making the 1-1 vamp. So honestly, it's not even like... Here's the lane. The lane is legends dying <laughs> and cloning them. And uh, Legion, <laughs> Legion, loyalty. Legion loyalty. Oh my god! Legion loyalty is the other one. All your creatures have myriad. Oh, yeah, that's it. So you're yeah. So you got your taste of Karlovs. You have Ayaras. Uh, you got your sack outlets. But um, and then another one, the Golden Throne is a four mana um, legendary. I tried to give you guys all a three plus mana rock. I didn't mention yeah. them all in that theme, but. The Golden Throne is one of yours. It's um, a four mana legendary artifact. If you would lose the game, you instead exile the Golden Throne and your life total becomes one. That's cool. It has tap this, sacrifice a creature, add three mana of any combination of colors. So that's a sack outlet rock for you, right? Sack outlet with the good mana rock. I love that. Put Oketra's Monument, Bantu's Monument, just to redux, get a little bit of value on your casts. Put your Gandalf in there if you're not Q and hating on lord of the rings cards but <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's the whole deck i it, i think it 
it's not necessarily out of your wheelhouse drop legend so <laughs> literally it like struck me like an epiphany i was like putting the maybe list together and i'm like wait the maybe list is the deck yeah <laughs> <So funny. laughs> there's one other one to mention and then we can move on but um besides boromir but you've got the cards that you sack to give indestructible so find those um but Naam shy murad is a, another um 40k card uh four mana legend with uh, an ability that says whenever Naam Shai Murad deals combat damage to a player. You may have that player return target permanent card from their graveyard to their hand. If you do, that player chooses a permanent card in your graveyard and put it on the battlefield under your control. So you get enough of those and get some copies of those and you're just rebringing your yard, sacking them, doing it again, and you've got an Orzhov gear deck, basically. So have That's fun. That's sweet. I like it. All right. Um, and the last deck for you here, Logan, because we didn't have, again, all the, all the oh, options went into so Radajabic. <laughs> um, so this one is the one, uh, so of your three, right? Radajabic playing into your format, legend thing. Aminatu playing into your planeswalker thing. This one I think is, doesn't really fit what you do, but it is Orzov and it's interesting. It's Killian Ink Duelist from Strixhaven. It's oh, a two okay. mana, just Orzov 2-2 two, two, human warlock with lifelink and menace. And it has spells you cast that target a creature cost two less to cast. Okay. Now you can do a lot of things with that. You can play expensive removal for cheaper. You can play auras for cheaper. Mm. You can partner him with Luris and essentially be playing a lot of dead weights and the uh, ethereal armors low to the ground auras that are that are removing creatures essentially killian is a removal deck however you want to play it um but then luris is you know you're recurring those auras as they're doing their job whether that's right. removal or not and then but what you can do is because you're going to need on your uh higher end of the curve you're able to use killian to redux those if they're targeted spells so you're you're looking at um, parting thoughts is a three mana sorcery destroy target creature you draw x cards and lose x life or x is the number of counters on that creature it's like kind of a meta ad but you can play it for one black you can cast a hex for four to destroy six creatures you can play a contract killing which normally costs five mana to destroy a creature and create two treasures but you'd cast it for three your generous gifts are one so uh, Isildur's Fateful Strike is a four mana destroy target creature. It, if its controller has uh, more than four cards in hand, they exile cards from their hand equal to the difference. Oh, wow. So it's cards like that. Again, if you're going to build it with Luris as the companion, which is a cool thing to do, um, you're playing essentially very low mana value permanence and overcosted spells that killing can reduce. If you nix that um, restriction, then you do open up some more lanes again. That's it's it's a little bit of a it's not a a standard Orzov deck, which like you said, when I was looking at Thalise and Tesa Karlov and, and Alenda, it's it's doing those counters, it's doing those triggers. Right. Whereas Killian is it's it's a hard I think it's a harder puzzle to solve. Yeah. But it does interesting things with the strength of removal for Orzov. So Okay. I think that's and cool. I mean, if I know Logan and Magic, which I think I know pretty well, you could also, obviously the removal gets discounted, but you could play a bunch of like pump and political spells 
and incentivize yeah. your opponents for attacking each other because you can use you can fling spells for cheaper that like benefit your opponents. Hmm. Could be kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. You can also cast Yogmoth's Vile Offering for three mana. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whatever you want. Great <laughs> card. <laughs> so so it's it's one of those decks that takes cards that you wouldn't play or or you would play at a heavy cost than you do. You there's a turn the tables, which all combat damage will be dealt to you this turn is instead uh dealt to target attacking creature. You got stuff that reduces Zara's. So it, it's an interesting build. Um, that I think I like you that. you probably find more than I've found, but it's different and it's kind of sweet. That's sweet. I like that a lot. But that's it. That's that's the list for you. So you've got Amanatu, Killian, and Radadrabic plus the rest of the list. So okay. <laughs> plus every other Orzhov yeah. legend that just sits <laughs> in Radadrabic. <laughs> Barrowin of Clan Undur, the uh dwarf cleric with venturing into oh, the dungeon yeah. and uh-huh. doing some Savin's wreck. So all the good stuff. Um, but that's that's my Esper wrap for you guys. So I mean, again, you gotta play the game you want to play, and it's it's more than meets the eye. Uh, yeah. so so we've we've been pitched we've got jake's he's he's given us all of what we what our options gave you we got for we got to lock in what we're gonna build yeah simon you've had the most time what are you thinking after after the whole pod what are you thinking is your is your good to so i'm thinking that if if we are going to i mean because we are going to play with these against each other, we're going to build and play. If you guys choose Esper Commanders, I choose uh, Chromium, without a doubt. If you don't, I think I'm going to go Tygum. I love Will. I really do. I love his art. But I think Tygum, number one, it does have dragons. But it's a, it can become a little more Spellslinger-ish, yeah. which I don't play very often. I really like the frame on Tygum, the art. I really like the special frame. And so, I don't know, I think it'll be really different than what I've ever played, and I think I'm going to like that about it. So, I think Tygum is my choice for Azorius. Sweet. Uh, and I want to reiterate what I've said off the cast. I probably own all these cards, so don't let uh, <laughs> don't let accessibility uh, bother you. You, you. you can borrow some. I've got them all. So. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I think I'm I'm torn. My the the two that I'm I'm torn between is Alela and Ukima. Alela has pushes me in a space that I don't play normally. Um but I'm having a really really hard time saying no to the Whale Wolf. I just think it's such a cool card and it it fits more my play style in that it's a little bit off the wall and it forces you into like, like I, my brain's going to like Demir plus one plus one counters or something weird like that, where it's like playing a style and a color that it's not supposed to be played in. And so I, I, I think I have to go with Ukima he's just, it's just too cool of a card to not, to not choose. Sick. And I'll say, you know, there's a world where we run, we run Esper week and, deck doesn't play or while you're brewing it you can always switch it up i i'd convince you to make two uh demir decks i'll be happy about that <laughs> quick question what about whales or wolves make ukima unblockable 
well, fast and he can swim in the swamp. Yeah, if you if you've ever encountered a whale wolf in the wild, which <laughs> not many people have, but it's one that has experience with them. Um, they're terrifying. So everyone just runs away. It's just like yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna be in the way of the largest mammal plus pack. Okay. Mammal. So I that's that's yeah. Little fun Jake fact. When I was like seven, there was a book at my parents' house all about whales, and they still have it. But somewhere in there, and it stuck with me, was something to the effect of that the progenitors of whales were some kind of wolfish creature that eventually went into the water. So when Ukima was spoiled, what? there was some core memory unlocked where I was like, yeah. I need to read that book now. That sounds <laughs> awesome. I mean, the designers have to have known because there's no shot they yeah. did it so perfectly. But there you go. His tail. His tail is so cool. <laughs> it's so sweet. All right, Logan. It's all you. I, I, and I haven't had as much time to think about it, but I think because I think it's the most different from what I don't already have, to be honest, I think the one I would probably enjoy the most just off the bat would be Rana Dravic of Urborg, just because it's, yeah. it's my four to five drop legends and it does, you know, it makes tokens which I can then populate and mirror box and all this other stuff. Like, so I think that feels like really up my alley, but I feel like if I'm going to play a color that I don't play as often, I'd like to give myself the challenge of doing something that I maybe don't like as much, um, like in that color as well. And sure. I do have a, and I do like Planeswalkers and I, and I have a, I have a Jund Planeswalkers deck and, and I specifically chose that deck because I know that Esper has like the best support for Planeswalkers. So mm-hmm. I, I actually think I'm going to choose Killian Ink Duelist so that Ooh. I can get out of my comfort zone and try something that I don't. Uncommon really Legends like. from Strixhaven Unite. Yes, and I do love <laughs> so I think I think I'm going to do Killian. Um, I don't really know how. Not really sure how, like what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'll do Luris as a companion or not, but I think Killian will be my choice. So I think I'm going to go with the Orzov choice and go Killian. Hey, again, I love to hear that you guys are going to build the one because when it, if it fails, the fallback is so enticing. So I, it's a win-win for me. Go ahead. That's awesome. Uh, we we do need to figure out what I do on Esper Week, but we can we can figure that up before we get there. You need to play Esper. You need to be like the the puppet okay. master or something. So do I just bring uh, Linda and Azor and run run uh, week <laughs> six of Freecon League? Maybe? You need to play. You need to play Sten triplets so you can play our cards. Gross. Oh no, no, that yeah, that's very gonna, flavorful, but we can't do it. Ruin the experience <laughs> for the rest of us. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll circle back on when we report back on the pod and we'll figure out what we did. But yeah, we'll report back, but. This has been super fun, Jake. Thanks for taking the time to like delve into this and build these out for us. It's it's gonna be a good, a growth experience, I think, for all of us to like try something new, put us in a new territory. So yeah, that's that's our pod for the week. If you have, if you have any suggestions in these colors, if you have a an Esper deck or any of its subsets that you love, share it with us over on Twitter, over on Substack. Wherever it is, come share it with us. We'd love to see what you got brewing because it's we need some inspiration. If you've got <laughs> ideas for these decks, send them to us. Yeah, or if you specifically have Ukima, Killian, or Tiger. You're one of the 130 people. Like send us over your deck list. We'd love to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. We we'll we'll take anything you guys you all you all have. So 
But yeah, thanks for joining us this week. This has been a really fun episode. I had a great time. Again, Jake, appreciate you taking the time to like pull all this together. And we'll report back. Give it, give us a little bit of time. We got to brew and, and and find some time to play. But we'll report back on how it goes and talk about our experience with stretching our our deck building, our magic muscles a little bit. So thanks all. And we will catch you in two weeks time. <laughs>